0: Hey y'all, so I just got back from my appointment that I told y'all about, and I thought I would go, like, maybe in a little more detail into what, (coughs) sorry, into what the program is actually about and um, how things went today. Um, As I said in one of my posts, it was actually kind of funny, Uh, I, as I said, I had my Eda bag with me, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, which is, I did show a picture in the page, not in the group yet, I guess, but um, yeah, it's basically a bag that you fill or cover with pins and things like that, normally um, pertaining to um, anime or manga, um, which most of my pins are, Um, but yeah, and I also have like the cute little stuffed animals and stuff, but it's very not subtle. <laughs> it's just this bright pastel pink and blue and purple bag full of stuffed animals, and of course I'm 30 years old sitting there with this purse. But it actually kind of started a conversation with some people in the waiting room, which was really neat. Um, yeah, so no, that's coming made me laughing. Um, y'all, I spent $11 on my cab ride there it was actually only eight dollars but then i gave a three dollar tip because i when it comes to tipping um i get anxiety so bad that i don't know what to tip and i i'm so scared that i'm not tipping enough so on the way there i tipped three dollars on the way back he like there's options there is like five percent ten percent twenty percent or something like that or um but the highest percentage tip that was available was, like, a dollar or something. So I realized that I gave the original driver, like, on the way to the appointment an extra two dollars. Not that it's a big deal, but I just, I didn't realize, like, it, I don't, I, I I don't hate tipping, I don't want to say that because it's going to make me sound like a horrible person, like, oh, I don't like tipping. I just, like, the idea of it makes me very anxious because I, I don't want to be that person that, like, under tips or, but also... I, I don't know if I really should have over tipped either because at the moment I honestly cannot afford to spend too much on a ride there. Because I literally have now like maybe 50 bucks left and that's going to be like another 20, almost $20 of that is going, going to be um towards my next appointment on the 18th so i don't really have the money uh to be over tipping normally i i would have no problem with it but i just kind of feel silly for thinking like i thought $3 that sounds sounds about right but it was an $8 cab fare so i do realize now that i i maybe gave more than i should have it's very confusing because like i've had drivers tell me oh no like Don't tip. It's fine. Like, especially if you're, um, if you have like a a rate, like a set rate, um, which I don't right now. So again, I like I'm fine with it. Um, anyway, sorry. This podcast was not supposed to be about tipping cab drivers or cab fares. It's about my appointment, but it just kind of reminded me of of the whole cab thing because I took a cab there and back. So, anyway, like. It ended up being over $20 for uh, one appointment to get there and back. Um, And honestly, I don't live that far away from where the clinic is. Um, It's like not even a five minute drive, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But anyway, yeah. So no, the program today, I completely forgot this, even though I had been to this place two times before. I forgot that the initial appointment is actually a video conference um, between our area and three other areas, or like um, surrounding areas that also have the same program. Like the program operates in other areas as well. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I completely forgot about that. So of course, we're on video for. Luckily, it was a small group. In my city, but also in the other places as well, so I think there is five people in total in the other areas on video, and then five actually in in my actual city that were there so um i I get nervous with that kind of thing because the idea of other people watching me on video just kind of terrifies me, but it it wasn't too bad um. But, you know, what they do is they have, like, a video conference thing, um, and the person leading it, um, was a dietitian today, this time, I think last time it was someone else. But, yeah, she leads the discussion and goes over topics and stuff like that, and, um, we take notes or whatever, too, and ask questions at the end of it. But, yeah, no, so it was... It was on video which is it's definitely interesting but I for some reason I was thinking that I was referred to the program itself I was not actually how it works and I don't remember if it worked this way the last two times that I was in it or not because it's been so long but what you do is you go through this initial meeting and then you have two weeks to decide if the program is right for you or not, or like if you can handle the program, uh, that sort of thing. And then before the two weeks is up, if you're ready for the program, you have to call a specific number and an extension line and leave your information and let them know that you're interested in joining the program. If you don't respond, obviously... You're taken off the wait list, the waiting list, or whatever, um, and are able to be re referred later on, at a later date, if you decide later on that you're ready. So, obviously, I will be calling to let them know that I'm ready for this because, like, honestly, it's. I really think this is the best time because I don't know if I've mentioned this in my podcasts or posts before. But I actually no in my podcast I did, in one of my fifty question podcasts I mentioned this. But I am currently off work, and on disability because of my mental health, um, because I got too severe for me to even like function properly in terms of of working. Um, so yeah, I, and also, my back injury. Um, has gotten like the pain has gotten so severe that I. I was a cashier before and there's no way that I could complete my job um, as a cashier with a back injury so severe um, or back pain so severe or whatever. And then two years ago I broke my leg and actually I will be doing a podcast about that whole situation, like the story behind it because there's, y'all are probably going to be like as furious as I was with this whole situation once you find out like what happened, the story behind the broken leg. But the break was so severe um, I have a plate and 8 screws in my leg But also My tendons were completely destroyed And where my tendons should be I have elastic bands And I don't know If the tendons go back Around the bands Because the bands cannot be removed They're, And then they don't dissolve These ones don't anyway The ones that were put in my leg are permanent So I don't know if the Tendon, if tendons go back and will go back over those bands or what's like what the case is. but regardless, it's very very painful for me like the, even two years or almost almost two years later, um, it is very still very, very painful for me. Um, and again, with my legs standing for long periods of time at work was very difficult as a cashier. So I had a, a hard time with that and unfortunately my job was not willing to, um, I can't think of, I can't think of the word, but they weren't willing to help out and, or to accommodate me, that's the word, accommodate. They were not willing to accommodate my injury. Um, I was not allowed to take many breaks, like very short breaks throughout the day just to, um you know lift my leg up a little bit to let the blood circulate par- properly and to relieve the pain. Um I was not able to do that. They made exceptions for other people and in their injuries, but were not willing to do the same for me. Um because unfortunately, the last several years I have had so many issues with my health that I have missed a lot of work. Um I <clears throat> I had my tonsils removed because I I was sick for so long. Um and finally they got to a point where they had to remove my tonsils because the um they got so enlarged from from being sick all the time and everything that they they had to remove it. So obviously I took time off work for that. And then I injured my back at work. So again I took more time off for that. Um and of course anyone who's ever had injuries Work related injuries before probably knows this, but or maybe it's just the place I worked at has really shitty people. But they do not treat you well when you've had a work injury. They're at least where I worked, they treat you like absolute shit after because they blame you for the injury, um, and not the environment or the like circumstances that led to the injury or you know things like that. Like, they. It's almost like they think you're out to get them when you go through w c b um workers' compensation I don't know if it's the same in America um for that kind of thing like I don't know if you have something else, but here it's called w c b and yeah, if you go through them, you immediately become like scum to not like your coworkers but also the higher ups because you know, you miss all this time off work, but you're still getting paid for it. So people, you know, that's when people start comparing. They like, oh, I injured myself this time and I didn't get any help or I didn't report it. And then you get the higher ups that are angry with you because you're making them look bad or making the company look bad. So there's this whole thing. But anyway, yeah, I was off work for that, obviously, for quite a while. And then um, I was hospitalized for my suicide attempt. I was only in the hospital for eight days, but the psychiatrist that I saw while I was... Well, I can't speak today. I always have a hard time with while for some reason. I, I feel like I need to like sound it out and not just say while, because it sounds like I'm saying well. But anyway, um, yeah, while I was hospitalized, the psychiatrist um, felt I needed to be off work for a year. And... A lot of people like my family and friends did not agree with this and thought it was the worst thing for me which may have been true because um, I did have another suicide attempt later on after being after coming home from being hospitalized but at the same time work was a huge trigger for me so I think being off work for a year actually did help in some ways too it was just the fact that I lived alone and still do um I think that was the problem not not that I was off work but just that I was living alone. Uh so yeah, I was off I was off work for a year and I was actually um getting ready to go back to work early and that's when I broke my leg. So I ended up being off work for the full year and maybe a little bit longer, I can't remember. Um and I I think I actually came back to work too soon. So yeah, because um, I, I ended up getting, like, being in so much pain with my leg not long after and ended up having to take a little bit more time off work. Um, and they refused to let me back until I had a doctor's note saying I could come back to work and it was just this huge mess. And then um, a few months after that, my pain, the pain in my back started getting so severe that I I had to, like... Kind of bend over a little bit to relieve the pressure in my back, because um, like bending over is fine. It it does like as I said relieve the pressure like whether I'm sitting or bending over, that relieves the pressure for me. If, especially if I'm like resting on something. But as a cashier, you can't really do that. Like between customers, you can. But the store I worked at, Safeway, was a very very busy store. Um, so there's constantly people going through your till. Um, so the only break I would really have was my actual scheduled breaks. And I would sit for those, obviously. But then I would have to go right back after the 15 minutes and stand at the till again. So it got, it got to the point where the pain was so severe that I had to leave. Um, the reason I quit my job rather than just um, taking time off is because I had already taken off so much time over the last few years that they're getting to a point where i think they were ready to fire me. Um that's the the feeling. Like i was i worked for the company for 12 years, so it would have taken a lot for them to fire me, but i think that they were they're were getting to a point where i think some of them were even willing to go out of their way to find ways to get me fired. But also i didn't know how much time i would need off for my back and my leg and my mental health to kind of um to get better. So but also, a few months before I quit, or no, actually a month or so before I quit my job, I found out that I was approved for, um, for not disability, I guess. Here, we call it AISH, Um And unfortunately here, people who are on it are very looked down on because there are a lot of people who abuse the system, And are physically and mentally capable or able to work but choose not to so that they can just get paid to do nothing Um, so unfortunately there are a lot of people who who look down on on that I think social is it social security there I don't know what you guys call it in the US but I think you guys have something similar Um, I however definitely want to go back to work maybe not at that place but somewhere else when I'm um, physically mentally Um, able to but because my mental health and some other like physical health I was approved for it so I took that as maybe this is the best time for me to take a break from from working and stuff and just work on my physical and mental health so please anyone who's listening to this please do not judge me for this Um, I'm not someone who's abusing the system I have truly been working on my health Um, My mental health has improved dramatically, or dramatically, drastically, not dramatically, well maybe that too, but it's improved drastically since leaving my job, um, because I have put the work into it, and as I said, for over a year now I've been, um, I have not self-harmed or had suicidal thoughts or attempts, so it's a huge deal for me, and I am, obviously now I am working on the physical health um my weight and stuff like that so it's not that I'm sitting at home doing nothing and just like twiddling my thumbs or whatever you call it um I truly am working hard to to get better because I would like to work um but even when I go back to work I'll still get the money from them but not as much so what it is is they there's a set amount that they give you each month and if you're working whatever you make they'll top it up to whatever amount that is. But the main reason that I was applied or that I had applied for this is that um my medications are a hundred percent covered through these guys. And that was a main thing for me because my hours were never like set. I though I was working there for twelve years, I was not full time. So my hours were never like guaranteed or never set. So I would not, there were times where I would not have enough money to get my medication. Um, and there's sometimes where I didn't even make enough money to pay my rent. Um, so I needed help with that as well. This, with this, um, government thing or whatever, if I, like when, when I was working, if I would only get like maybe a $700 paycheck, um, they would top up the rest of the amount to, um, a certain amount so that way I would if I would always be guaranteed to have money for rent unfortunately the last few places I lived I was not I had not been approved for it yet so I had a lot of issues with paying rent and stuff but the place I'm living at now um, since like I, I had been approved before I moved to this place so that worked out really good um, for me so now my rent is guaranteed my bills are guaranteed and then I have like some money left over for um, groceries, um, necessities, leisure, a little bit of money for leisure that I set aside, uh, that sort of thing. So basically just to make, to, okay, I don't know what I'm saying, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so I do, I would like to go back to work, but again, I have to work on physical and mental health first and get to a place where I'm not in severe pain um just from standing or walking, so I hope that I can get to that place eventually um, but yeah, no, I miss so much time uh off like miss so much work time, unfortunately, which is why I just quit, but yeah, I figured since I'm not working, um now is the best time really for me to be doing this program because it does take a lot of commitment a lot of hard work um, and I have nothing but free time really because I'm, I'm not working right so even though I'm working on my physical and mental health I'm still I have more than enough time to to commit to something like this um, sorry this is becoming a longer podcast than I intended uh, but yeah so basically like the, the program that I'm in I said it was a weight loss program, but technically that's not what they are. They are more about managing your weight and preventing weight gain and then giving you the tools to lose the weight on on your own obviously um but it's not like the way the program works they're not like, okay, you need to lose a hundred pounds. It's more just like here's the tools you need to have to live a better or healthier lifestyle and you know to be a better you basically um the nice thing about the program is they're not they don't focus on the scale they don't focus on weight they focus on on your health and like your mental health your physical health and it's possible to be a big person and still be healthy and i want people to to realize that and to understand that cuz some people don't they see a big person and assume automatically that person's unhealthy but i've met people who are bigger Who are, you know, still live an active lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, um, but are still big. Because sometimes it's just, you know, the the way the person is born or because of medication. Like, there's so many factors into weight gain. Um, But but before I gained more weight, like, years ago, I was a big girl still, but I was healthier. Um, I walked every day to work. I would go hiking when we go camping i would do tons of hiking with my family um i love the outdoors so it's i was fine before but unfortunately because of medication and injuries and stuff i did gain a lot more weight to a point where i am unhealthy um so yeah and that's what these guys help with they help manage your current weight and prevent future weight gain so that you can lose weight and like get to a place where you're happy and their happiness and health are their goal not it's not one of those like oh you need to be skinny and fit it's not that kind of program or clinic or whatever it's just they want people to be happy and healthy at like whatever weight they happen to be they just want them to be happy and physically healthy So that's really awesome that they're, that that's what they're about, and they're not about like lose as much weight as possible. You need to be fit, you need to be, you know, thin. It's, that's not what they're about. So I was really happy to hear that because my thought was that this is a weight loss clinic. Um, but that's actually not what they are, it's weight management. Um, so yeah. And they help you with like lifestyle changes, and the nice thing is, is they provide. Um, psychiatrists, dietitians, um, different like there's nurses, doctors, um, a surgeon, and that's kind of like the the last resort sort of thing. Or if they feel during this program that you need surgery, um, they'll sign you up for it and prepare you for it or whatever. But yeah, there there's also. There's, like, a whole bunch of different specialists. There's people who help you deal with sleep, and you actually have to get tested for sleep apnea um, just in case, because weight is a factor in sleep apnea. So, yeah, there's, like, so many different experts, which is awesome. And then the Healthy Living Program, which is downstairs in the same building, they do, like, the exercises, physiotherapy, um, pain management, stuff like that. And my appointment with them is the 18th. That's the other one I was telling you guys about. So that's coming up in like a few days too. But yeah. And then they do things like journaling. You have to journal every day. And then when you go to each appointment, you have to bring your journal in with you. Um, That was the thing that I always had a hard time with the last time I was in this program. Um, They help you overcome barriers and try and figure out what... A healthier you healthy happier you looks like like what what that is for you which i think is awesome and it's a it's a 12 month program but if i am to, like if i were to get a surgery like weight loss surgery later on or like down the road in the program um because the wait list is so long for the surgery after the year um if i'm still if i'm waiting for surgery they'll actually um, support me for up to three or four years after surgery or during the wait time for surgery because sometimes it can be years that you wait for these surgeries, weight loss surgeries, so. But if I don't have the surgery they only support the person up to a year, or for a year. Um, the program is only a year long. So if I don't get the surgery after that year, I'm pretty much on my own. Um, But if I do get the surgery then I'll have their support for at least another three years, possibly more, depending on what the wait list is. so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, they also there's a website where you have a whole bunch of classes that you can take online. It's the same as the healthy living program, um but it's just an online version for people who aren't able to make it to the appointments um but i I'm going to make it my goal to make it to the physical appointments even though I have the website for the modules modu- Oh lord, the modules. <laughs> um I am going to try and physically make it to them because I I want to get like the exercise stuff done. I want to talk to like physiotherapist and the pain management um all that stuff. But yeah. So that's um basically that's what the program is and I as I said I'm going to call them maybe not today like I might wait a couple of days because I have two weeks to call but I'm still gonna like think about everything um and I don't want to say wait my options but I still want to take a little bit of time to think about it but honestly I'm gonna call and leave a message letting them know I, that I want to join the program because this is definitely something that I need and it's it's a long time coming, honestly. Um, but this is the best time for me to do this. and as I said in my other post, or I don't think it's my post or my podcast sorry, this is literally a life or death moment, not not to be dramatic or over exaggerating or anything, but it really is because my health has gotten to like is my weight is unfortunately detrimental to my health at this point. Um, it is causing me a lot of problems physically and mentally and like just in general. So, but also like, the fact that I'm not working, I don't have any other commitments to worry about this time. And in terms of like, obviously my physical health is not good, but I'm not sick like I was before. Um, I had tonsillitis and a bunch of other stuff, but I don't have those problems now. So there's really nothing stopping me from going through with this program this time. I don't have work as a commitment right now. I don't drive, so it's not like I have all these places to go. Like, you know, there's nothing for me to that's really holding me back. Nothing's stopping me this time. So I'm definitely ready to go through this, and I'm ready to commit to it. And I was so happy. I, I almost wanted to say something aloud to everyone, because one of the questions or one of the things they mentioned is in order to be approved for this group, you have to have a support system. And I so wanted to be like, I have like hundreds of people supporting me now, and I have this like amazing community that I love dearly. And I I almost wanted to just write down like, my support is the dude verse And maybe I still will, but maybe I still will. I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry, y'all. But yeah, I just had like my heart just warmed, and I had this big smile on my face when I read that part the part about having a support system because I honestly feel like I do with you guys. Um, I do, I feel the love and the support. And the positivity like all of it coming in and I think that's gonna be another major factor in me being able to finally go through with this is like I said I the last two times I I tried doing this program um, I unfortunately did fail either because of health problems mental like mental physical health problems and not having a a real steady um, support system so yeah now I do have that now and what I didn't have then was you guys and you are in my life now even if it's not physically like you're part of my life and your family and best friends to me like I love you all so much so because of you guys I am definitely I have the courage to to do this the strength to do this so I'm really excited and I'm gonna keep you guys updated with each appointment, um, usually the appointments are monthly. So it depends on how many things you want to work on and how many people you end up seeing, like specialists and stuff. But for the most part, it's probably going to be like a two or three appointments a month, um, maximum. Minimum one po- appointment a month. So it'll be like an occasional um, podcast episode, you know, chronicling my my journey. Uh, um my weight loss journey and everything. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep you guys updated either through my podcasts or on my group like in my group. Um either through funny little Snapchat videos or posts, maybe pictures, it depends on the situation. But yeah, no, I'm gonna keep you guys updated as best as I can. And also thank you guys for understanding um my need to create a group instead of using the page. Um I originally created the page thinking that it would be only available to people who liked the page and not anyone else, um, and that is not the case, like there's a little bit of an, I don't want to say argument, um, but there's a discussion on the sharing and stuff and I do realize that anything that I share to the do diverse groups cannot be viewed or shared by anyone who's outside of the group. However, the page itself um, is public, 100% public, and anything I share or shared in that page is public and can be shared publicly and viewed publicly. So when I made the comment about how many people viewed it, that is absolutely, maybe some of them were people who tried to, to share it through the groups, but I guarantee the majority of that, could possibly be people who public because the, there's one person for sure that liked one of my posts who I know for a fact is not in the Dudeverse. um so there are people who are outside of the dudiverse who are able to see and like and share my posts through the page so it has nothing to do with the Dudiverse groups um even if I never posted to the doodiverse groups People could still share and view my page itself publicly. So that was the point that I was trying to make in that post. And I don't think everyone quite understood that. They were thinking I'm talking about, that I was talking about just sharing my posts through the groups. Um, I, I am absolutely aware that anything shared in the groups cannot be viewed outside of the groups. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about my page itself being shared because pages are not private groups can be or groups can be made private but pages are automatically public so yes it's very possible that those 400 shares came from public shares um and not necessarily the group shares it could be either or or both I don't know but my point that I was trying to get across is that um first of all, that my page is not private. That was the main point I was trying to get across, is I didn't realize that it was not private. But also that a lot of those views could definitely be from people publicly sharing my posts or my my page. So I just wanted to kind of clear that up. But yeah, no, I'm, I unpublished the page already. So it's still there, it's just not public they're like, not public, it's not published so nobody can see it whether they like the page or not they should not be able to see anything so I'm just gonna stick with the group right now at least this way I have control over who gets to be in the group like who I get to invite and share everything with and what I share in my group obviously stays in the group um, it cannot be viewed publicly it cannot be shared publicly it can only be viewed and shared by people I bring into the group because it will be private so just want to let you all know that um, thank you for understanding my need to do this and my reasonings behind it and thank you for hopefully not being annoyed that I invited you all to this page and then all of a sudden invited you all to the group um, thank you for like, thank you for understanding and hopefully not being upset about that because I d- did feel guilty for Um, inviting because y'all like the page, and then all of a sudden I'm inviting to a group with the same name, and saying no, please come here instead. Um, but yeah, I I think that's kind of all I wanted to talk about right now. Um. Also, like I know nobody, like I know people listen to this, but I know nobody really. Um, well, actually, one person did message me. Thanking me for their, for doing these podcasts, which is so awesome, and it it warmed my heart. And I know people have commented, like on actual posts, that they have listened to the podcast and stuff like that. But if anyone ever like wants to actually interact with me, um, like answer questions or ask questions, please feel free to um any any way you want to, whether it's messaging me, um, uh, commenting, or even like voice messages on Anchor. Um, absolutely feel free to do that. I'm an open book and I will answer anything, honestly, like, there's no, there's no limitations, there's no, like, there's nothing going too far, um, and if I'm not comfortable with answering something, I will definitely let you all know, but there's, I can't think of anything at the top of my head that would not be okay for you guys to ask me, so please ask any kind of questions that you want, Um, anything that will help you get to know me better. Um, I will definitely be doing more of those 50 questions type podcasts because I had fun doing it. But it also really lets you guys get to know me more. Um. But yeah, so I'm definitely going to be continuing with the podcast the videos in the group. And um, I am going to just start fresh with the group. I was debating whether or not I wanted to bring all my videos, like all my posts from the page into the group but I f- i realized that that's just going to be like a ton of notifications for y'all cuz every post that i make would most likely like notify you guys of it and then you'd have like this, like shit ton of you know notifications to go through for posts that you've already seen so i didn't see the need to um sorry i just got another message um oh from the same person that messaged me before uh oh, that's, that's awesome she's such a sweetheart um Y'all, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, well, there's no point in me re-sharing everything because the majority of you have seen every post that I made on the page. So I don't think there's a need for me to bring those all back into the group. So I think only one person that I know of um, actually voted on my poll what I should do but i think even if other people vote for the other option i think it's just best to to just start fresh with new posts and new videos and things like that and and then just leave those other ones on the page for a later date maybe um but like i'll still wait to see if anyone else puts their two cents in about what they think should i should do um if you guys want me to to repost the videos and stuff to you know maybe if you want to be able to view them at a later date or something um absolutely then yeah absolutely let me know and I will definitely repost or if there's like specific videos that you really liked um or that really made you laugh that you would like to be able to to view again through the group um definitely let me know that as well but yeah I think I'm gonna end the podcast now because it's already at like 38 minutes and I don't want to go like I mean I know the other podcasts that we listen to are like an hour long um But I always feel bad for some reason but also like I don't want to just start rambling because I'm running out of something to talk about (laughs) but I think my next podcast that I do I don't know when that's going to be maybe later today or maybe tomorrow I'm not sure but the next one I think I would like to talk about the story behind my broken leg Um, because like y'all are going to be so angry not with me but with the specific person involved with this because of the way I was treated and what this person did to me. Like, I probably, I've been told that I should have sued her. Um, so it, it's an interesting story and it, it, I'm sure it's going to make you guys as angry as it made me being in the situation. But yeah, I think that's probably what my next podcast is going to be, at least until I have my next appointment with the clinic. But anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I love y'all so much. Thank you for the support and the kind words and the positive words that you guys have been sending me through every, everything that I've gone through. I appreciate it so, so much. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Have a good day. Bye.